0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of YALA. Oh, you know, okay, like, to everyone listening, yes, this is a Thrice weekly podcast where we talk about current affairs and the latest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Touch
1: of humor, but
0: now, Harish is about to rant, so it might not be that humorous. (laughs) Because this weekend we were supposed to do our third episode. This past weekend we we're recording this on Monday, twelve July. Mm. But this past weekend we were supposed to do our third episode for the week. Yeah. But everything got derailed yeah. by a deadline that we were facing. What yeah. time was the deadline, Terrence?
1: It was a two three five nine on Sunday evening. oh wow, Very. Yeah. That's, that's, very so, army, uh, that's very army. That's very army. Book in before two three five nine Sunday evening.
0: Two three night. five nine. Yeah. <laughs> two three five nine on Sunday evening. Yeah. Okay. So this was a pitch that. Uh I mean if you're in media, in TV, it was a pitch for a few T V series that if they if they if they come to life they'll be fucking awesome. Mm. But I guess what like I mean it just it's just why would you put a deadline for something at eleven fifty nine PM on a Sunday? Yeah. yeah. Do you why? It
1: yeah, doesn't make sense. I mean why would lo- you do just, that? I was just thinking about it logically. It also doesn't make sense because if let's say your system fucks up or something on a weekend, right? like like yeah then people have to go back to the office and all that, and no one's gonna be happy either lah, right so yeah the best thing would be to have it like ideally during the work day lah, like even though it doesn't have to be 5 pm can even be noon or something like right
0: yeah i mean yeah. It's, it's one of those things that i know um people would say that okay maybe the deadline internally there was like okay friday 2359 mm. then for for the people who were commissioning asking for the pitch maybe they were like okay you know we're not gonna look at it till Monday, so why not extend the deadline till Sunday mm. um and do it that way? La. So if they wanna submit on Friday, they mm, can. Mm. But if they need a bit more time Sunday, which sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Sounds like they're being benevolent. Yeah. But, but it's your fault,
1: lah, your fault you that you never submitted earlier.
0: <laughs> you! Okay, what time you submitted yours? What time you submitted yours? Eleven
1: forty
0: nine. Eleven forty nine.
1: Mine was eleven fifty eight. Who? So okay, uh, is it us? Is I, it us? Uh, I is, I think it, it's just a, it's just maybe it's just yeah you know a, a more convenient thing because they maybe by by some by some measure they need to get it by next by this week la. so they're really literally giving you every last minute that they can give you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Okay, so the thing is the pitch also is not like a one page thing or something. It required a lot of work. And mm. we're multi working with multiple parties. And mm. yesterday we had this grand plan. Okay, you know, we will submit in time, you know, take a short break, do a podcast from mm. one AM to two AM, then take another short break and watch Euro Finals. Yeah. But at eleven fifty nine, both of us were like, Hey, fuck this shit. Okay, we need a break. <laughs> <laughs> I barely even made Bucket. it I
1: barely even made it to wake oh. up to watch the the football match, man.
0: I oh. didn't sleep. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. took a like. I just took a power nap. But but I mean, so that's where like I don't know. Is it are there people listening right now who are thinking, yo, if the deadline is on Sunday two three five nine and you could submit before that, why mm. don't just submit it on Friday? Is it just us? It could, is it, it could is be it just the fact that we are
1: we we are you know the some people who are Crammers, uh, we are crammers. yeah you know or a bit more driven by a deadline like they don't really feel pressure until the, there's a deadline. Uh, so, but then when the yeah la, it, it's a bit like the. The Euro 2020 final idea, like, When it's the last person taking the last penalty kick that decides the the tournament, you know, then then suddenly the pressure just builds like crazy. Then the, there's there's us, la, You know, when only when the deadline's like <laughs> looming <laughs> already, then we suddenly can't <laughs> chong and everything, which is not yeah, a good thing. It's is, not I a think, good thing. Don't learn from us. That yeah. Way. The, yeah.
0: this is what I think. Like we we have we have complementary personalities and tendencies that are for the most part beneficial. Mm. But when it comes to deadlines, right? Mm. I think we do make attempts to to okay. You know, we break it down into smaller steps. We do yeah. it. We do it. But every fucking time, every show we have made, the deadline, the deadline for the pitch, the submission is always always it's tight, at right? the it's tight. It's tight. It's but, tight. But, but I mean, to be fair, so mm. for
1: the the problem with I think uh the problem with a lot of creative work. And that's something that I only have realized after a lot long period of doing it, is that you need to really concentrate your entire energy for a block of time. Like you can't tell me, oh, okay, today you have one hour to write, and then after that you have this meeting, then you have another hour to write, then you have that meeting, and then mm, mm, mm. when when my day is just broken up like that, right? I can't really be productive when it comes to uh creative work. It means writing. Work, yeah, writing work. and stuff like that. So so uh, it's only when there's a deadline, then you really prioritize the creative time into blocks. La. You really give yourself the time to do that. Because if not, before that, it's all like meeting, 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 meeting. I mean, everyone knows like back-to-back meetings, uh, yeah. Zoom and everything, la. right?
0: And I, and I guess it doesn't help that. I mean, we're, we're not just writers, mm. you know, like we don't have a talent manager. We don't have an agent. We don't yeah. just write. Yeah. Um, in Singapore, I think there are very few creatives who can just do that. Like mm. you, kind of need to do a bit of business development, a bit of sales. But but yeah, I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed. Mm. Like the pictures we submitted are fucking amazing. Like, like, yeah. we, like, we are genuinely super excited about it. We're working with some yeah. super talented people. But but it wasn't and just the, in the next few months.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't just the pictures that was exciting. Like. I mean, the whole weekend was like filled with like yeah, man. big sports sporting events, and all culminating in finales this
0: weekend. Like. Uh, Yeah, it was weird. It's like the whole COVID or everything that was bottled up just this weekend, the (laughs) world was like, nah. (laughs) There was the Copa America final
1: where Messi finally won his first international trophy of Argentina, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was Euro 2020 as mentioned where where a lot of English supporters are very disappointed today because of their choice of penalty takers. Um, Mm -hmm. There was Conor McGregor coming back after his last loss and uh, you know, spoiler alert—he he breaks his leg uh, at the end of the first round, and and the fight. Yeah, the like fight he literally broke of, broke a leg. Uh. he yeah. literally broke a leg. You uh. you can watch his ankle just fold up Basically, it's kind yeah, of gruesome. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. also yeah, Djokovic also tied Federer and Nadal for twenty Grand Slams, so the greatest of all time debate for is, the Wimbledon final uh. Yeah, the greatest of all time debate right now is um yeah I mean Djokovic looks unstoppable uh, to become the yeah. most the holder of the most Grand Slams uh.
0: And he might do a, a calendar Grand Slam, right? Where he mm. wins, if he wins the Olympics, he'll be mm. only the third player to win all four Grand Slams and the Olympics in a single calendar year. Because oh, he's won yeah. the French Open. He's won Wimbledon. Yeah. He's won the US Open. I think Australian Open he won, yeah. Australian Open. yeah. And then there's the Olympics, and then there's one more at the US, end of the year. So, US Open, no? yeah. Uh, US Open, mm. la. holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, man.
1: So yeah, so I mean, just imagine all this happening and then, us also, Harish and me also scrambling to like have pitch, calls pitch and, and write and all that. And, and and I mean, but the good thing is like when, when there's sports in the background and I'm doing writing or whatever, it actually, it's
0: actually good for me. Like. I, I like it. Like. You know, you feel like an athlete. Huh? Is it, you feel like a, like an intellectual athlete. Huh? Yeah. I feel
1: like, Oh, there's those guys are exerting themselves trying to, you know, create magic <laughs> there. And here I am sitting here in my underwear, exerting myself as well, like, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and late in the middle of the night. Yeah. Late in the middle of the night, but yeah. So, so this podcast is finally happening. Yes. Um, I'm glad that we can just talk, uh, as opposed to being glued to our screens and Mm. typing. Correct. Correct. And and the first topic has nothing to do with sports.
1: Yeah, but but it's but it
0: is a race of some sort, lah.
1: It is like it is, yeah. But it's not about racial issues either, although we said it's a race thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's the rat race. The rat race. The rat race. Yeah. The, and The big
0: HUNA race, the nuclear race.
1: Yeah, I know you, you brought this to, oh. to, you surfaced this as a topic. So would you like to introduce everyone to what, what this is about?
0: Yeah, I guess it started like a, a week ago, I believe, when mm. there was uh, multiple articles across every newspaper in Singapore talking about how the co-founder of Secret Lab, which is a Singapore company that makes gaming chairs, that is is actually quite world famous. Mm. Um, and the co-founder... Uh, 29-year-old guy uh, snapped up two luxury properties in Singapore, one of which was a $15 million penthouse and Mm. one of which was a $36 million GCB, which in Singapore means good class bungalow, which is a a very, a very, uh, a very small percentage of landed properties in Singapore qualify for GCBs. There's a whole bunch of criteria they have to meet, but basically, they are super luxurious. Like, if you got a GCB, it means you are up there in terms of the, the socio-economic wealth ladder. Yeah. Yep. So, then, a few days ago, there was a big article that uh, Grab CEO Anthony Chen is on track is to snap an- up an- another Anthony GCB. Anthony
1: Chen or Anthony Tad?
0: Anthony Tan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: different, uh, different Anthony. All these Anthony's,
0: uh, yeah. all these Anthony's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anthony Tan, uh, Anthony Tan's family is on track to snap up a GCB worth uh, 40 million. Mm. Um, I think by, in the, in the next month or so. And then now, today there was an article about the Razor CEO, Tan mm. Ming Yang, mm. um, on track to snap up his own GCB. Whoa. And, you didn't see
1: that? I didn't see it, I didn't see
0: it. Yeah, yeah Razor, Razor boss. So, so I mean, I'm just curious well, there are, why there are so many articles that, on one hand, okay, talk about... I think that, that the past few weeks have seen a flurry of GCB activity. So, I think mm. that in itself is a bit unique. But the fact that the names are so openly publicized. Mm. Um, and it almost feels like the newspapers are just jerking off to this news. Lah. And yeah. I'm just curious, why are people... Like, I mean, okay, I won't deny I click on those articles. Mm. um but I'm just trying to wrap my head around why the sudden obsession with GCBs and the identity of the people who are buying these GCBs.
1: Uh, You're, you're wondering about the obsession on our side la, is in people who are reading and consuming this news media. La.
0: Yeah, and also, I mean, I guess that's a that, that's a, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy la, because there are a lot of people who read it mm. and then for content uh, houses like newspapers and all that, have a lot of people are reading an article about a certain topic, chances mm. are you would write about that topic. Yeah. And it just keeps feeding the fire. La. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. did it strike you as a little odd, the flurry of articles?
1: Um. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but not for the same reasons that you're that you're thinking of, lah, I guess. I'm guessing la. Mm. Because uh mm. I think uh just a week or two ago, the Honest B CEO has has been involved mm. in some and brought in some Lawsuit where some investors in Honest B or, or support, uh, alleged investors in Honest B, who actually transferred like I think five million dollars worth of money for the purpose of of, of buying shares of Honors B, uh, their money was ended up being used by the CEO to pay for the mortgage, uh, the down had uh, to pay for his mortgage of a bungalow, uh, in Singapore, mm. So um, in that context, I was thinking, oh shit, man, like like uh. Yeah, like like sometimes you you really when as an investor in a tech company or a startup or something, you you know there, there there's a chance you don't know where your money is going, and it ends up going into a property or a bungalow or a good class bungalow whatever like, you know, and then suddenly mm-hmm. I hear oh wow shit everyone's buying good class bungalows and like oh shit like uh yeah I knew I knew these guys were balling but like wow this is a, this is very it's very on the nose balling like, you know. Usually, like, yeah. in, in Singapore, it's not, is people don't, we we're not so flashy in terms of, like, everyone showing of how much wealth you have and, sp- like, splashing over the papers. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, man, there, there, it's just a strange, a strange juxtaposition of two types of, like, you know, so-called taxi taxios buying bungalows kind of news, like
0: yeah mm. so i mean maybe maybe just to set the context there are certain things that qualify a landed property to be a gcb uh, yeah and uh, i do have a tab open uh, dedicated to this yep. so i'll just run through certain things that to give you an idea of what a gcb is like mm. because i think probably a lot of people have walked past a house in singapore and you just look at it and you're like what the fuck is that mm-hmm. and who the fuck owns that shit mm. like it just doesn't look like a house for people or it's just so big that it feels almost like wait is this a uh, a, a, a company building or something yeah. so basically there are 39 GCB areas in Singapore uh, there's like Belmont Park Clooney Park mm. Ridley Park Nassim Road Maryland Estate and, and a bunch of others Mm-mm. and then to qualify for a good class bungalow it needs to have a minimum size of 1,400 square meters which is 15,000 square feet per plot that's mm. not the size of the building that's just the size of a plot mm. Um. for for comparison a uh, regular three room bed, uh, three bedroom uh, two-bedroom or uh, three-room flat in Singapore is about 900 square feet, mm. right? Um, and there are only 2,800 such plots in Singapore. So it's almost like there's a finite number of plots that can be used to build a GCB. Mm. Um, only since 2012, only Singaporeans by right can own a GCB. Yeah. Um, uh, but of course, there have been exceptions where uh, a foreigner or a PR can prove certain economic value. Like I think the most famous one of late is James Dyson mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who could buy a uh, GCB and I think he ended up selling it off within two months. Yeah. Um, so there are certain restrictions. It can't be more than two stories high. I think the the building can only occupy a max of 35% of the plot. So like, um, yeah, it can only cover like 5,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a a... a a limited number of good class bungalows lah, and the numbers are unlikely to rise. Mm, so yep. so that's why I mean when I was looking at it, I'm like, okay, so so you have all this, it's almost like there's a WhatsApp group of all the big tech bros in Singapore no? <laughs> And you know like how Singaporeans, maybe like thirty something Singaporeans get together and they talk about the HDBs they buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um this group you're like, hey fuck, you got GCB A bro, I was just <laughs> I just saw some G C B the other fucking good price, no, only only twenty-five million. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, that's, that's that's what we uh I guess the we can assume on the surface that they're all talking to each other and sharing this information. Lah. But um it could be a possibility that, that they they're not the ones who are spilling this information to the media either. You know? Yeah. It could be yeah. property agents or you know, who or people who you know, because I mean each transaction of this G C B is I mean we're talking about It does make make millions, waves. Lah, right, yeah. So Someone in just maybe even just uh, putting out in the news that someone is interested in buying a GCB, uh, it might spur others who are interested to buy GCBs to, oh shit, is it, I, I was looking at that place, is it going to be snapped up by one of these guys or something like that? You know, so it kind of like just uh, pushes, pushes transactions to close faster lah. Um, so, so I I don't, I don't know whether it's really like a, they're really flexing or you know whether they're even happy that all this has been leaked out in the news
0: la. yeah I mean I'm pretty sure they're not flexing la, because I think they got mm. enough to flex yeah, and yeah. I would imagine that if you're buying a GCB which obviously requires a shit ton of money mm. uh, you also wouldn't want your address disclosed la, because these articles they actually show pictures of the plot no? Yeah. so it feels weird and I, I'm just thinking is that not doxing yeah but are there no regulations that protect the identity of of people who are submitting these bids? Yeah because if I'm fucking buying a GCB, do I want the whole world to know that okay, that is my GCB mm. you know, my GCB. yeah so I just thought it's it's weird so, so and there hasn't been much talk about the regulations around this mm. um, yeah, so I think that that to me, I'm guessing if you speak to all these owners, I'm yeah. I'm guessing they would, they also would rather not have their their names in the news But then they can issue a cease and desist, right? Right? Yeah, they could.
1: But I mean, it's if it's already out in the news, I don't think you can. I don't think it's something that you can. Uh, yeah, like you just you just fire lawyers. That I don't think that 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 uh, particularly helps. us. Uh, something that's already out in the news. Um, all you yeah. have, all you probably can do is is uh yeah try to lay low for a while or. or, or or if your purpose is to, you know, not, not to be you know, not to be seen as flexing or that, yeah, just lay low, like, you know? Um or donate money to charity or something like that, lah. I, I these billionaires, they they definitely think very differently from most normal people. Lah.
0: Yeah, and I mean the one thing also that struck me is that I mean again. My my first thought was like, "Hey, fuck! Like these GCBS are fucking expensive." Mm. And if you're running your own company, okay. Granted, I'm guessing if you look at all these companies, they've probably had an uptick uh, of of their economic activity over the past year. Like Razor, yeah. there was a surge because more people are spending time at home. Yeah. Same with Secret Lab. Yeah. Uh, Grab is is on on track to merge with some company and have this SPAC. Mm-hmm. And I think Anthony Tan, Anthony Tan, who. I think it owns only a few percent of Grab. It's still going to be like a super multi-millionaire. Like. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, okay, like, um, it's still expensive, but yeah, they can afford it. But if you think about it, if you look at the price trends, right, the G- these GCBs are also damn good investments, no? Mm. And I think they appreciate more than public housing. Oh, really? So so in some way, that's the that's the irony of it, right? Because if you think about it, mm. public housing, you always get announcements of BTO and new properties uh coming up. So, yeah. and I think they try to keep the the HDB prices somewhat not too inflationary, mm-hmm. la, right? But GCBs, there's almost no cap. And yeah. I think some of the houses that are being purchased for like 36 million, as recent as 2012, yeah. they were bought for like uh twenty-four million. Yeah. So there's yeah. like a fifty percent increase now. Correct, correct. So yeah,
1: maybe it's maybe it's a, a good investment. Huh? But I mean uh given that the timing all just seems so uncanny, right? Like all coming out around the same time. Maybe I don't know maybe there's some inside information or something about measures coming sooner that or, or property cooling measures or something that's coming out soon that will make it harder for people to purchase uh, property uh, you know and or more taxes when they purchase property or 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 um or yeah lah, it's just it's just uh yeah lah, there just is something in the air when everyone's like purchasing good class bungalows at this point now uh. Um, oh, but don't
0: you find that? Oh, sorry, go go ahead. Finish your thought. Yeah, the
1: only thing I I, I thought was a uh, a bit a bit stranger uh, was that you know, like uh, yeah la, the Grab CEO. I mean, they're about to go public in the US la, right? Via uh, uh, a yeah. spec and everything. I mean, it's, it's sort of like a backdoor way of going public uh, on an exchange la. Um, And then yeah. and then I know the Secret Lab, the company. I mean, is already making a lot of money. Uh, but they're still they, they just recently raised a bunch of money from investors as well, so um, so that means
0: I don't think they're profitable also, right? No, I, I, don't I, th-
1: know. I think they are. I think they're profitable, but 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 that's where I was a bit oh shit and like you know um yeah like you're still raising money, but you know it's such a you've made such a public move of like purchasing uh you know a very expensive property for your private for yourself lah. So obviously, you know, you're you're you're, like, you're getting rich off the investment or rich off the public the public listing and everything. Like. So but how's the company doing, you know? That's there, there's the Yeah. There's the thing that you want to ask, right? Like, okay, is this guy, the CEOs, doing them well, obviously? But how's the company doing? Is the company making money? Is Grab like, you know, making huge profits already or what? Makes it makes you ask the questions like, right?
0: Yeah, because it just feels like, you know, Grab, like you have these hawkers complaining, hey Grab, you're taking too much, you know, you're You're like fucking destroying our business, and Mm. like the I can imagine the answer being okay, you know, like um yeah, this is the company we are. These are expenses to to the 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 cost and all, and then the CEO is like fucking buying forty million. And I know, I know Mm. that's a very simplistic way of looking at it, Mm. right? Um, a company is a company, and the individual behind the company, they're not one and the same, right? Yeah. But I think so. That's where I'm also curious and. So so that's this is where like the black box of the ultra rich that I mm. I cannot I cannot wrap my head around because I've I've never been in that stratosphere but mm. I also know in the world of today the more money you have gives you more access to capital right yeah. you can get almost lower interest rates. Mm. Uh, if you have the, have something, even if it's on paper to show your wealth, you can get lower interest rate. You can get private wealth management. Uh, and sometimes the cost when you're not well-to-do yeah. is uh even more like a cost per dollar, right? Correct. Uh, I don't know what, what the term is. So it almost feels like to these people, even if it's an investment, right? Yeah. Um, I think there's an additional stamp duty that you pay only if you sell the GCB within three years. But mm. if you keep it for five years, chances are you're going to make money. Yeah. So... So that's where I think it's it's that 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 stratosphere of society where things I think work differently. Hey, so here's a question.
1: Uh, I, uh, I have a question here. If you are yeah. if you are the PR or marketing manager for Grab, uh, what what will you mm. make of, of this kind of news?
0: Mm, 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 based mm, on everything
1: that Grab has been experiencing and people's, what people are saying about Grab. Yeah,
0: I would say this is going to cause me some work. Lah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's going to make life uh, maybe a little trickier. It's like a, lah, it's like a weekend
1: deadline kind of thing, lah, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, the side, they're like, ah, fuck, I was just preparing this you know, strategy yeah. to to turn around the image of Grab as being one with the people, you know, caring yeah. about the little guy. Yeah, Then fucking CEO... Go and publicly go and buy this house for forty million. <laughs> yeah, because I, if I'm not wrong, like just a month or two months ago,
1: I think the Grab CEO was like, "Oh, you know, he, he is, he went down to the ground and he was a delivery driver for for six hours four for hours. today, uh, four hours mm. or something like that, just to understand how you know delivery drivers who are not his employees, uh, just FYI, they're contract workers, yeah." Uh, how delivery drivers feel yeah. and experience or blah, blah blah. So there's a very like oh you know he's a hardworking, caring for you kind of CEO on the ground and all that la. Then when are, when something like that comes out, you're like, there's no fucking way this guy, this guy relates to anything that we go through lah. Right? You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's I mean. gonna be worth a billion dollars after this thing. His, I mean, the house he lives in is like more money than like probably ten people around you will ever earn in a lifetime and all that.
0: So so it's, yeah. it's just crazy, yeah. So I would love to just get an insider view into the the ultra rich la, because the ultra rich in Singapore is only going to get more if you think mm. about the number of foreigners that are almost relocating or setting up family offices in Singapore I think like you get like uh, yeah James Dyson Dyson is going to have its uh, headquarters mm. here you get uh, silicon valley gurus like um I think the Balaji Srinivasan mm who's like a multi-millionaire in Silicon Valley, publicly saying he's going to be spending more time in Singapore and India because, yeah, in times of COVID, with the with the way we are recovering, it feels like a good place. Like, mm, I think mm. even Ray Dalio, yeah. the hedge fund god, uh, has set up a family office in Singapore. Yeah. So it's only going to get more and more. And that, I just want to be added into their WhatsApp group or something. Uh. Just, I just want to see what they talk about.
1: Uh, that's a good point. Uh, that, that I think the pandemic has uh, made a lot of uh, family, rich families and and... You know, rich, rich businessmen or whatever, uh park their, a lot of the assets in Singapore. Lah. And then they set up family yeah, offices exactly. here. So I mean I've been, I hear from friends who work in private wealth and all that. There's a lot of that uh happening. And uh yeah, these people also need to to have a place to stay, right? You know, you can't they can't possibly just live in a normal normal uh normal house, right? Like <laughs> it's gotta be yeah. a good class house, then it's then then it's worth the time, uh.
0: Yeah, and and I think um there's a there's something about Singapore that I think the capital gains tax mm. is also not uh that high in mm-hmm. Singapore, which I I don't know whether it's quite unique for a first world country, but capital gains tax just basically from what I understand, capital gains on properties is that if you buy it for for one and you sell it, you mm. it the, there's no there's no tax that you pay on the gains of that sale. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um. I think. I think. I think there are certain things that. Uh. The IRAs Uh. Apparently is stricter on individuals who are clearly flipping GCBs for profit. Yeah. First of all, I would like to find out who the fuck are these people who are flipping GCBs for profit. <laughs> um. But maybe they, they, they get uh exposed more to capital gains tax. Like, I think in Singapore it is not that high. So if you imagine if you got a shit ton of money, right. Yeah. And if you can meet the criteria of providing some sort of economic value to Singapore and you get a grant to buy a GCB, you park 50, 40 million yeah. in what, 10 years it might be worth 60 million. Yeah, That's yeah. a 50% profit over 10 years which I, I would imagine is pretty good returns for mm. any kind of investment. Yep, yep. So, yeah, so it just feels like, wow. like a, uh, this, well, I, I, like, I mean, it's just weird. And then on, on the flip side, today yeah. also Straight Times, I saw an article about this 23-year-old uh, editorial intern with Vogue Singapore who landed a book deal, which sounds mm. fucking awesome. Then mm. that kind of article they put behind the, the Straight Times premium. <laughs> and all this fucking shit on like uh, GCBs and all. was everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, these are the stories that I think I would rather hear about of, of like, you know, like an intern who gets a book deal. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But
1: I mean, you know, the, we can take bridge at the... The newspaper, all you want, lah. But, uh, they they they're also responding to probably what what they know, uh, yeah. readers will want. So I mean, it was trending on Google, la, for yeah, those few days. Correct, yeah.
0: Correct, it, correct. So 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 me or is it just me? Am I just annoyed because I'm jealous deep down? Mm. Am I jealous or not, possibly, Am possibly. I envious or not?
1: Possibly, like All is of us. Is it
0: affecting my self esteem and self worth or not?
1: No, I mean, all of us to some extent. This this kind of thing is what this. Is the, I, I guess this is the kind of thing that people say about um. Uh, the pressure cooker that Singapore is like just insidiously we you know um uh, we, we glorify yeah we glorify we celebrate like um you know, people people's material wealth like like this law like, through you know by writing big articles about it and then um then we ask ourselves oh why are we so materialistic or why can't we help our support our hawkers and save our hawker I mean it's because as a society we allow you know allow ourselves to we to keep Feeding into this system, like feeding, feeding the the beast, uh, so to speak. Um. So yeah, yeah, Maybe it's time to, to also yeah, just look past these things, uh, and move on to another topic. Which, speaking about flipping, wow. speaking about flipping GCB properties, right? Ah, <laughs> uh. yeah. This one's also to do with flipping, ah.
0: Hold more. Isn't if it wasn't great? for such a good segue, I would have I would have pushed back to talk a bit more about my self worth existential crisis. Oh, that's okay. on a whole podcast by itself. That one's a whole podcast. I know. There's, a, there's of... a whole podcast on itself. Yeah, too yes, What is, to that. what is this flipping, flipping you are talking about?
1: Uh, this was I I don't know if you recall late last year, there was someone who was on TikTok and and, and I mean he filmed a TikTok video of himself. Entering uh, a certain enclosure, I think the rhino enclosure, yeah, rhino at, um, rhino. at the Singapore Zoo, running in and then mm-hmm. doing a, a a flip, bar, basically, and and yeah. and then after that, and someone filmed it and then after that, put it on his TikTok as if it's like the a very amazing flex, like, that he just did, like, like he's very cool. Um, so yeah, on eighteen December twenty twenty, a police report was made after a visitor jumps into rhino enclosure at the Singapore Zoo. And does a backflip for a TikTok video. And um, yeah. now this guy has been identified and uh, he has been charged uh, for for the rash act that he did that time. Um, yeah. And, uh, sorry, do you have the article in front of you with his name and everything? Of
0: course. Yes. Well, love it. You are. Uh, don't have an article wrong. Just no, 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 talking no. from your pulling stuff out of your ass. Okay, his name is. Ralph W. E. Kai. He's 19. Mm. Uh, and I mean, we didn't dox him or something. His name is in the article. Mm-hmm. And he's been given one charge of uh, criminal trespass and vandalism <coughs> as well as two counts of mischief because he has a few other charges that were that came to light. Lah. But the one we're yeah. talking about is, yeah, he trespassed into the white rhinoceros enclosure at the zoo mm. on December
1: 17, 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what, yeah, what, and- what makes you so... What, what, what makes you so flip table angry about this?
0: Actually, I wouldn't say flip table. Because <laughs> la? cause I'm trying to think like how to look at the... Okay, so maybe... Okay, what is interesting, I guess, is... um, I mean, we also have our experience doing stuff in public. La, mm. That is a... Uh, that... Yeah, we did for the clicks and for the views. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, And they range from... My swimming in the fountain outside Takashimaya, mm. um, in a, with goggles and a swim cap and speedos, mm-hmm. uh, donning a, a women's gymnastics costume and doing a, sh- uh, an attempt attempt at a routine outside Sota, yeah, um, and even you yeah, are dressing up as a K-pop star, so we have done those sort of public stunts, like. mm-hmm. But then when I look at this, this one is clearly like um trespassing, yeah. Yeah. Whereas with us, I don't know if people realize from watching those videos that uh probably not that that we actually put in a lot of time to see whether we are doing anything that is on paper illegal Mm-mm-mm. Correct. So that's why when I look at this, I'm like, well, how is this guy like? Uh, I guess it's part of the culture of like doing stuff for the gram or now for the talk Mm-mm. Uh, doing stuff for the top. Yeah, and I mean he's
1: younger, so. Uh, I mean, I was just doing some research recently about the zoo and all that like, for a project. And uh, I just recall there were instances that I, I, I do remember these things happening and shocking everyone. But this was pre-social media, like maybe 15 years ago or something. Um, but there was a yeah. point where someone, uh, someone a cleaner, I think, at the zoo, actually walked into the white tiger exhibit and basically was uh, suicidal. It was it was deemed a suicide mm. la, and he got mauled by three lion, uh, three tigers, um, at the at the Singapore Zoo la. So, yeah, this one is not nature is not around not to be messed around with like this lah. Like, you know, he, he's lucky that he just did a backflip and ran out like. But if if the rhinos were really close and, and wanted to like just gore him or something like that, I mean, it'd be a pretty shitty day for a lot of kids at the zoo as well la, Right. So, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe we're lucky that we haven't had any incidences in a while in our zoo, but, but yeah, maybe the kids need to be, they, we, we need to show these, these, uh, clips to, to younger people to tell them, don't be, don't do stupid shit like this, la.
0: Yeah, so, but I mean, so that's where, if you think about it, right, like, mm. I realised that part, before the podcast, I was like, maybe I shouldn't mention his name because that's yeah. exactly what uh, uh you do, you get articles written about you, there's a mm. certain element of like, eh, hey, I'm in the news, but yeah, I just fucking forgot it yeah. and you asked me what's his name on, <laughs> so I mentioned his name, but, but I think, they're looking at how things are trending and evolving and social media and and how cloud is still something that is big. I don't think this is going to go away, you know. I mm, think mm. I think the stuff is only going to get more more extreme. Yeah. Stunts um yeah, pranks. The stunts and shit lah. Pranks, so, stunts, everything, yeah. But but I, I'm just I'm just curious how younger people see this la, uh mm. in the sense that is it something that they they think, hey, fuck, it's cool. Yeah. Um, no, so, so I mean, when, if you saw someone doing this in public and you were there, what would you do? Yeah. What would I do? I mean, I think I, I, th- I, th- I think I would. Oh, what would I do? mm I would think I would shake my head and roll my eyes and be judgmental as fuck. Yeah. But would I say anything to him? What would what the hell would I say, man? I think I I would just Wah wow, shit. I don't think I'll say anything to him, man.
1: No, I think I think maybe I mean, you know, in Singapore with very non confrontational all that. A good idea would be just to report the... it to the report it to the zookeepers or us, to authorities or something that. Right?
0: Yeah. I don't I don't think it's not a it's a non confrontational thing because I would think like what what would I say to him like hey, dude, I don't think you should be doing that. Yeah, just uh,
1: confronting it like Right?
0: Don't worry, don't worry. No,
1: you do? no, I, I don't mean non-confrontational. You're, I think uh, you're getting very insecure about 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 being being seen as hey, non-confrontational. I already talk about my insecurity with
0: GCBs. Okay, <laughs> I already talk my insecurities with GCBs. Don't bring up my insecurities with being non confrontational no, non-confrontational is not. A, I don't mean it as a bad thing. In fact, sometimes I don't think
1: you need to necessarily you know have to be the one to confront la. But if there's an avenue for yeah, reporting well, something, report it like, You know.
0: Yeah, I think I would report it, but confronting him to me, I'm like, he really. Yeah, did, and I, yeah. Can't, I, can't imagine changing his mind. Yeah, like, exactly,
1: because there's no, there's, there's no, not, not going to be any benefit to you getting angry and chasing him down or anything like that. So to me, that that's the kind of situation where you're better off just like letting the reporting it. Yeah, yeah. to the person who should be offended by it, like right? You know, uh, no, and he,
0: who can take, who can take the actions, lah. Like.
1: Yeah, yeah, like because there's, there's no point you go and like, hey, dude, you know that was not cool. Or then he'll be like. Shut up, you fucking boomer! You're the busybody, and, and yeah, Maybe it is being busybody, but it's it's just you're also thinking for the safety of everyone else, not just him. You see, so so what would you do? No, so I would this probably report, report huh? it to the people who run the zoo and all yeah. that. because I've actually I've actually uh worked at a zoo before as an intern. Um, when huh? I was in Philadelphia, yeah, the Philadelphia Zoo, the oldest zoo in America, actually. What? Yeah, I interned there for like almost uh, I think six months or nine months or something uh. But, but but um yeah I, I and I spoke to you know there was things that I, that happened to me and and uh and things I saw that you know sometimes I just didn't report to the to the security guys until yeah I, I think I mentioned before where I was subject to a you know someone basically punched me on my way to work or to back from work or something like that and from, when I was yeah, walking yeah. someone punched me from behind and I didn't actually report that to the police or anybody and I just went about my day and only the next, the next time I actually went back to work there, I just mentioned it to my supervisor and then she was like, oh shit, like, you know, she has to escalate this lah. And, and, and I was like, you know, there's no need to, oh, what's the point? You know, it's already done already and everything. Um. So I actually went to sit down with the security guy and he, he just told me, you know, like, like a lot of people think, yeah lah, you know, there's, there's not much point in reporting these things, but um. that actually, en- <laughs> <clears throat> that actually endangers the community because uh, you know, next the next time, people they, they see that they can get away very easily with their actions, and or they'll be more emboldened to you know do other things like I mean rob you or or stab you or something like that. So yeah, what you want to do is at least like nip it in the bud by telling everyone to be extra careful. This happened to a employee on site and stuff like that. So same thing oh. with yeah, same thing with a zoo as well. Like if this guy gets away with doing his backflip and no nothing actually happens to him, there's nothing reported in the news, his name is not published out in the news, then other people will be like, oh, you know let's let's just do this. Like. We, you know, we, can, we can trespass, we can jump into the enclosure and, and, and no issues. Like. So yeah. mm, there is a community aspect. There's a responsibility we have like, if, if you want to take care of everyone's safety together to to, to report these incidents if, if you see them. Yeah, mm. I I don't think I, guess, I don't think you're being the a nosy, a very nosy Singaporean or anything like that because you if you report this backflipper because I really think that kind of behavior is uh is very dangerous and we shouldn't encourage it at all. Lah.
0: Yeah, so I think yeah, re- reporting seems like the the only thing to do because mm-hmm. even and I think I guess like as a as a bypasser, you're not gonna be in a position to say hey, you know this happened to so and so right yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I think what, like, rhinos seem calm. But mm. if you look, just Google some videos online, right? They're fucking insane, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yola. Right, and for example, backflip. Let's say he mm. backflip, then he land on his ankle, and he does a Conor McGregor and <laughs> breaks it. <laughs> yeah, then how's then he going to
1: get out, man? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's that's, like, that's the chopper. worst thing. And then if it attracts attention, like, holy shit, man. Yeah. I mean, but, I'm, I'm happy for the I mean, guy I'm, that
1: he can do a backflip, safely. But yeah, like, just don't do it in a rhino right, and Is there
0: any <clears throat> is there any way to 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 be devil's advocate or not? Maybe he was advocating for ivory uh abuse. Yeah. And like to stop poaching. Nah nah. Yeah, that's not the way to do it though.
1: Don't think so. I'm just gonna be the Debbie Downer and say that that, that <clears throat> Debbie there's Downer. No way, there's no way out of this. <laughs> there's no way to argue argue out his way out
0: of this. Like. Debbie <gasps> Downer. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it was interesting because as a result of that charges, I, I don't know whether it caused more investigations. But he's actually got three charges against him right now, mm. and yeah, like even that he's nineteen. Yeah, um, yeah, it just feels like wow, the, the the future for him a bit a bit tricky, eh?
1: mm, 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 mm. Correct, correct. Yeah, so I think we should tricky. just lay low
0: for a while, huh? Yeah, yeah, but cool. Yeah, so cool. Wow. Okay. Cool. Cool. So so now mm. on to our, our third segment, the one show comment of the past few days. Yes. And what is, uh, what, is what is uh Okay, so my my one short comment is on the on our subreddit thread for the for episode 180, the mm-hmm. parliamentary showdown about Sika. Mm-hmm. And I mean there were a lot of good long comments that were quite thought provoking and some nice discussions going on. Yep. But uh Mark Mark Leao it posted um that he found a podcast. Uh, I assume it's he because it's Mark. Yeah. Uh, he found a podcast very interesting. But, uh, and, but he did say that he felt it was a bit too short. Short? And that he wished the episode could... Yeah, short. Short. Uh, he wished the episode yeah could invite one or two subject matter experts and have a more thorough discussion and breakdown on what was discussed during the parliamentary mm. session. Like. Mm-hmm. Great work and entertaining as usual. So, I mean, I was just thinking like, is there... I guess that, that was nice when we got Sudir down to talk about general high-level stuff. La. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, is there an appetite for more lengthy breakdowns of a parliamentary session? I think that one will be, I don't know. It just, it just made me think like, huh, huh, maybe, maybe, but that would require a lot more research and we need to talk to some some individuals. Maybe it's just a sign that we need to get a politician down. La. We need to get mm-hmm. like Chi Sun Juan, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we, uh, I mean, but he's very busy running his cafe now. Yeah. Tough, we huh? go to his cafe yeah it, <laughs> because it feels like if we get one politician it will make the next politician coming on board easier Yeah yeah correct correct It's true Uh oh, right. but but so I mean it's,
1: it's a I think it's a delicate balance for us as well Let's, Yeah the, the whichever, whoever's the first person you invite uh or oh, you'll be a you'll will be associated with uh. Yeah we will get a lot of uh, angry comments uh, basically Yeah how come you don't talk to the other side but we are trying We're trying but you you'll be surprised that how some of the most vocal people are telling us that they don't want to talk about what they usually talk about, like which is politics lah, on a podcast, lah, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, some yeah. people who like post a lot on Facebook, their thoughts on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, when we talk to them, they're like, Yeah, they don't want to talk about politics. <laughs> I see that, you know, like like as like, oh, because finally they will be in an arena where people can push back. Of course that might just be me inflating my own ego, lah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But um yeah, This is is it's, it's, it's,
1: it's it's not easy la, to get people to want to turn up and and, and be on a podcast. Not, not I mean, there's a lot of people who do ask to join the podcast, but we're quite uh we, we do, you know, really think about okay who do we want to f- to let you guys listen to and all as well la. So so it's not just yeah. any Tom Dick or Harry that comes into. Um, but yeah, my my one shot comment was also yeah, from the same thread. Yeah, it's by uh, Raven underscore Warriors. He's saying, I like this year's mm-hmm. NDP song too. I'm sure the creative brief for NDP song every year is create a song like home. Um I, for once, <laughs> would like to get the Shopee ad campaign people to do a viral song for next year's NDP. Peep 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 peep. <laughs> I, I think he's I hope I hope he's joking like, because yeah the, the 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 Shopee ads are uh yeah a yearworm that just never goes away. Uh. a year, a year no, virus. But- uh.
0: But if you think about it, then then it's a damn good ad because people just remember it. Like they don't they, they, they don't forget it. Like everybody mm. has heard the stupid shop, pee 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 pee, yeah. pee 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 pee, and I know that's the shark the the yeah. what's the baby shark right? Yeah. But I mean part but, of me died when in... I saw Ronaldo
1: when I saw Ronaldo sing sing the Shopee Shopee song previously You know. Oh yeah. yeah So part of me died. I mean, and then pa Magni, all okay lah, You know, is is I yeah lah, but. Ah, Ronaldo, come on, man.
0: Yeah, so so I mean, previously, like when Ronaldo did that, I'll be like, okay, like, you know, he still won an international tournament. Yeah. So yeah. with the goat debate with Messi, I'm like, okay, he still won. Yeah. But then now, Messi win international tournament, then it just looks like Ronaldo's shoppy ad, like, fuck, like, dude. <laughs> that was the start of the downfall. Yeah, don't do shoppy ads. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. and then now on to. The one shock thing—it's yeah. been quite a few days. So, is, what has your yeah?
0: What what is your one shook uh, thing? You go first at uh, this time. Okay, I mean, um, what is your one shock thing? My
1: one shock thing this time is uh, I just started watching Ozark. Ozark. I mean, not mm. no not just like I mean, a few like a week ago or something like that. But I wanted to get into it a little bit because I have heard Joe Rogan rave about it, and don't typically trust Joe Rogan's taste in in in, in shows and and movies and all that that much, but. But not bad, Ozark was was something I'm quite I'm quite enjoying. I'm quite enjoying. Um mm. basically if you don't know that it's about money laundering and a, a guy who's you know forced to go to you know uh, this uh, not even suburban, like really the in the middle of nowhere America, you know, to to yeah. start a money laundering um start a money laundering operation. La. And, and, you know, he's mm. the most, he's the most like a uh, city dweller kind of person and his kids and his wife as well and all that. So it stars and then, and, and it's produced by Jason Bateman I think, or directed also, I think by Jason Bateman. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's just, the whole thing is just a, a very interesting uh, uh, view into the world of money laundering, like, which, which you, you know, you get, you get some sense of through shows like Breaking Bad and, and, and all that, but yeah. Um, Mm. this one's really squarely about that guy who's doing that the the you know the money the, the money counting for, in the money laundering operation uh, you know no no he's not the like, one who's making the math he's the one like counting the money
0: so how many how many episodes you watch already I think it's like three or
1: four seasons in already so I've only I've been about mm. three or four episodes and I'm quite enjoying it like, yeah
0: oh really yeah, 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 I mean yeah. like it seems like when I I don't know why the first thing I think about when I hear that show's name is some sci-fi thing yeah. I think maybe it's a mix of arc yeah. and Oz yeah. and all, but every time I read the description, I'm like, oh shit, it has nothing to do with sci-fi. Yeah, right? There's it, nothing to do with sci-fi. Yeah, it's right?
1: very gritty, very violent, very gritty, you know, like no special effects or anything like that. Yeah. So, mm, so I, mm, I, <clears throat> I mean, I I my last trip out of Singapore was also to like, I visited a lot of places in, you know, Wyoming and I had long drives ar- across, you know, the, 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 the middle of nowhere America. So... Uh, yeah, mm. this 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 whole series is I think is um, also based in that play in, in places like that lah. Yeah,
0: so oh, it's see, interesting. See, yeah. Yeah. That is cool. What is So, your so mine your is thing? also uh, a Netflix show. I mm. realize that sometimes our shows uh, are like to do with streaming platforms. I don't know whether any of our listeners out there are like ah fuck. I, why is people always talking about Netflix? I don't subscribe to Netflix. You know, I yeah. like uh, reading books yeah. and all that. So, but I mean, this is what it is, mm. um, and. And my the the show that I'm uh recently saw news that there's a second season of is I think you should leave by Tim with Tim Robinson. Have you heard of that show before?
1: Uh just the title, but not I, I don't know what the show's about.
0: Yeah, Tim Robinson is an American comedian and he's kind of like an absurdist comedian. So mm. I think you should leave was a sketch comedy series that had one season on Netflix and each each video is about like 10 minutes, 15 minutes long. Yeah. And it's one of those things that are so fucking weird and absurd that it it blew my mind, like, the mm-hmm. first season. Because you look at sketch comedy that has, like, Saturday night live. Yeah. But this guy's sketch comedy is so ridiculous but so meaningful that it blew my mind. And now there's a the second season. And I think just, just give it a shot, like. Just, just mm-hmm. watch one or two episodes. Uh, and if you like that kind of humor... It's it's fucking great. And you and you get people like um, you know, Steven Yen, uh Andy Samberg, um uh Bob Odenkirk, who's I think mm. Saul, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah from Call yeah, Saul. Yep, Saul yep. Who 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 cameo and these sort of things. Like. Yep. So he's got some really good actors, the production quality is damn high. Mm. And it's not even like key and feel. Key and feel mm. you can imagine showing it to your mom. Yep. Some of this is like you wouldn't show it to your mom or anything, but because oh, really? there's it's a bit yeah, it's a bit vulgar and uh-huh. all that, but it's so damn good, man. Okay, okay. I love it. I love it, love it. I guess you haven't, you haven't, you, and the guy- you,
1: you've been watching it only, only if your mom's not around, Eh.
0: Hey. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, he, no, I think, I think like uh, my mom, I, I watch other stuff with her also. I uh. think over the years, she's come to realize that I I, I watch this kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but- or in general, I don't know whether like it's a thing I would recommend to most moms. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm not no, saying no, my mom is cool. For, yeah. No,
1: I'm saying about watching with your mom. I'm not saying about what for your mom to watch. Right?
0: No, I'll 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 watch it, and yeah, if yeah. she ventures into the hall when I'm there, then yeah. I'm like, okay, I won't change it, yeah. like. But
1: everyone's talking about like like the show Sex Life on Netflix, uh. like, like Oh yeah, yeah a, Sex Life. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, obviously sex in it. Did you?
0: Did you did you go to episode 3 uh not, Timestamp 1950?
1: No, no. no I've not. I've not gone there yet.
0: Because <laughs> that's a thing on TikTok, bro. Okay, yeah, You got to get on the TikTok bandwagon, yeah. man. That's probably definitely the watch of your mother, lah, right? I can't yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, that one I think probably not. <laughs> lah. All right. Cool, man. Cool. We're back in business. All right, that's all that's all we got for Back in Business yeah. Monday podcast coming out and should be back to uh, like regular programming this week. Yeah, cool. All right. Peace out.